welcome to episode 15 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually stashed, actually attending, a contest, and a review. So, hey guys, I know it's only been about a week since the last episode, but I have all kinds of fun stuff to share with you, and there will be a couple times towards the end of the month where... Maybe I won't have as much time to record, so I thought I would jump on today and record a quick episode. So let's start out with actually finished. I have one finished object this week, and that is the Chevron baby blanket that I talked about last time. So I have to say, this was a super fast knit, and that made me really happy. Um, this is a pattern by, I believe it's pronounced Espace Tricot, and thank you. Uh, Ramona for telling me how to pronounce it. Uh, this is a free pattern on Ravelry and I am I knit it for my son's seventh grade social studies teacher. She's having a baby and he really wanted me to make her a gift. So this is a great pattern. It used about maybe four to six hundred yards of yarn that thing on Ravelry says 750. I don't really believe that. I don't think I used anything even close to that, but I, I knit it with a Knit Picks Comfy, which is their cotton and acrylic blend, and so I used five colors. The colors that I picked out were Hawk, which is a dark gray, Whisker, which is a pale gray, Mariner, which is a teal green, Peapod, which is a... Um, I guess a peapod green. I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory, I guess. And then Vinca, which is a grayish purple. And my 12-year-old son picked out the colors and was not convinced that I loved them until I saw them together in the blanket. And then, honestly, they were fantastic. He did a really good job picking colors. And I think it's really cool because he did pick them and they're going to look great for her. So that is finished. I have about a zillion ends to wave in, weave in, but it's a nice size blanket too. I did not swatch, shame on me. I went with the needle size that was called for in the pattern, which was a US 9. I am a very loose knitter, so probably my finished measurements are bigger than what uh, the pattern said it was going to be, which is 27.5 by 36, but I feel like it's a really nice like mine's probably four feet long uh but I think the baby will be able to use it longer and it's really soft this knit picks comfy I think is my new favorite thing for knitting for a baby so uh super excited about that I have until Christmas to weave in the ends which is good because like I said there's a zillion of them and we're going to give them this to her at Christmas time the babies do it in the spring so although in typical 12-year-old fashion, my 12-year-old told me the baby was due in April. I saw this teacher last night at a school event. I do not think that she is only three months pregnant, so he could be wrong. He is wrong on occasion because he is a 12-year-old boy, so I need to confirm sort of when she's due, but I do think that she will be still at school at Christmas time, and so that's our plan is to give it to her as a Christmas gift, and that will be super exciting. I almost feel like I want um, more people I know to have babies because I'm having all sorts of fun knitting baby stuff. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to actually working because then there is a project that I have cast on this week that I am pretty excited about. So 
Again, I had these five colors of the Knit Picks Comfy that I really liked, and I have quite a bit left over. I would say two-thirds of a skein of each of the main colors, uh, which is the Mariner, the Vinca, and the Whisker. And then the Peapod and the Hawk, I have a whole skein left of the Hawk, and I have even more than that left, or I'm sorry, a whole skein left of the Peapod and a whole, more than that left of the Hawk. And the Hawk is a color I'm using in another project as well. So what I decided to do uh, is cast on a flax sweater. That's a Tin Can Knits free pattern from their Simple Collection. And I'm going to knit a little sweater for my nephew who is about one and a half. Probably, honestly, today exactly one and a half. So I thought this would make a nice Christmas gift for him. I knit him a sweater when he was born in a little hat. But those things don't last for very long. So he is one and a half. He's a pretty big little boy. And I'm knitting this for him in the size 2-4. And so what I've done so far, I'm still working on the yoke of the sweater. But I did the ribbing at the neck in the hawk color. And I've moved on to mariner. And I'm just going to knit in mariner until I run out. And then I'm going to decide maybe I think the next color that I'll do is the whisker. And what I... I'm envisioning right now is that I will use hawk for all of the ribbing. So the neck, the cuffs at the sleeves, and the band at the bottom. And the rest of it's kind of going to be color blocked. So I think it'll be super cute. He's adorable. I do feel like these colors work very well for a boy. They would work also for a girl. But um, he's a cute little boy, and I want to make him a little sweater for Christmas. So that is what's on my noodles right this minute. I cast it on yesterday and I'm knitting it while I talk to you guys. And I really, really like it. And again, it's nice and soft. I was a little bit worried about was there enough stretch with the cotton, but I think it's going to be fine. The drape of it and everything I like very much. I'm knitting it on the same size needles that I did for my friend Kat's baby, a uh, little cow. And I knit that out of Spud and Chloe's sweater, so there was some wool content there. But I feel like my little nephew will get quite a bit of nice wear out of this, especially since it's 2-4 to four size, and he's not even 2 yet. My hope is that it'll last him a couple winters, and he'll wear his sweater from his Auntie Becky. So that is something that I'm pretty excited about. I also actually have three projects that I'm getting ready to swatch for, so... Probably I should stop the insanity with the casting on, but if you've been listening at all, you know that uh, impulse control and swatching is not my best strength. So two of these things are for upcoming uh, reviews I'm going to do, and so I'm going to keep that a little bit quiet for now and talk to you guys about these as I have the projects in the works. I think it'll be fun to talk to you about stuff I'm actually knitting from some of these books as opposed to stuff I intend to knit from some of the books and then uh, one of them is a design that I'm working on that I have all sketched out and ready to go and I'm going to cast that on tonight and then hopefully I'll be able to talk to you guys about that in the next episode. This will be a very quick one skein kind of a project and it'll probably be a free thing that I'll offer on Ravelry or certainly a free thing I'll offer to you all because it's 
simple, but super cute. So very excited about those things, and I will share more in the coming weeks. So the other things that I'm working on, I took the kids to see The Martian last weekend. I have to say, if you have not seen this movie, it is fantastic. I cried like a baby. I have a tendency to cry uh, when there are movies that I love, and so... I don't know. I talked to one of the girls on my team at work the other day, and she was like, that movie was great. I said, yeah, I cried like four times. She was like, what? So maybe it's just me. But anyways, I thought it was really good. It was very suspenseful. It was very emotional. There's a lot of science. There was more science in the book, but it was um, was a really true interpretation of the book. There was kind of one major plot section that they... I'm sure had to leave out for time, but I I enjoyed it, even though I knew how it ended because I had read the book or listened to the book. I still was on the edge of my seat, and I really liked it. So we went to see that on Sunday last week, and I brought along one of the gradient cowls that I am working on as a set of Christmas gifts. So the one that I brought was the DK weight with on the sparkle base, and that was something I cake dyed with a Caribbean blue and a silver gray. And there's quite a bit of white in the middle. So I think I put an inch or two on that um, at the movies. And that was pretty good. I have not picked up any of those in a while. My kids want to see the movie Pan with Hugh Jackman over the weekend. This weekend. And we love to go to the movies. So we probably will. And I probably will bring that project along as well. Because it's really good. It's just a three by one rib. So it's a really good knit in the dark kind of a project. The other thing that got a bit of love this weekend was uh, my son's scoreboard scarf. So this is um, a project that I am working on. There is a scoreboard knit-along, and I'm working on it also for my Down Cellar Studio pigskin party, one of the projects for that. Um, So I am knitting this along with the Bronco games. So it's orange and blue. It's Knit Picks Comfy, again, because... He's 12 and he's fussy, and I don't think he would wear wool around his neck. Um, So the colors are carrot, which is the orange I'm using for what the Broncos have scored, and then celestial, which is a royal blue, which would be the opponent's score, and then for which game it is, I'm knitting a band of gray in the right number of rows for what game it is, and that's hawk, which is that dark gray. That's why I have a little bit more of that for um, my nephew's sweater if I need it. So this is really fun. It's one of those things where I always I always have been grabbing it and thinking, okay, well, I'll just knit along with the score, and then I'll grab my other project. And then the way that the scores of the Bronco games have been working out, it's like I can barely keep up. And last week I think I had to knit for about an hour and a half to finish up when they were done because a lot happened at the end of the game. But the Broncos are 4-0, and oh, and that is exciting, and it looks really cool, and he loves it, and it it just gets him kind of more into the game. It gives me something to do because we do try to watch the Broncos every week because he is a big fan, and I'm enjoying it. It's fun. So that is a free pattern on Ravelry, which I'll link in the show notes, and I'll link to my project, and I think you guys, if you have any sort of football affinity at all, um, this is a really fun thing. I am knitting his as a scarf and not a cowl because he does not want a cowl. He's 12. And he has very strong opinions. But it's it's going to be cute either way, although it's going to be ginormous. So the other thing that I have worked on in the last couple of weeks is 
my sock experiments. So I have two pairs of socks right now that I've had a little bit of fun with. And the first is the, the vanilla socks that I am knitting for my husband for Christmas. So every year I knit my husband a pair of socks and every year gets to be about Christmas time and I am not done with them and it's a source of great stress. But this year it is October the 9th today and I am already working on the foot of sock one. So that's good, good progress. I did the measurements for his sock from the um, Kate Atherley book custom fit socks, socks that fit your feet. And so as opposed to past years when I have knit, cast on an 80 stitch sock, this is a 68 stitch sock on fingering weights, MJ yarns in the color Cerulean Twilight. And I took the sock architecture book out for a spin. So I reviewed that in the last episode. That's the book by Lara Neal. And I decided to experiment with a different heel this time. And I will probably experiment with the toe, but I'm not that far along yet. So what I ended up doing on his socks was a, I believe it's called a common simple heel. I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to look that up while I talk to you guys. So it was a traditional heel flap and then some extra rows with decreases and then I grafted it together. And so I thought that, that was a nice, simple heel for his sock. I tried to read as much as I could from the various heels that she had laid out in the book. And I was pretty happy with it. I was a little bit concerned when I was looking at this one because it is a graft on the bottom of the foot that it might be uncomfortable, but I actually really think that um, it could be quite a nice fit. So one of the other cute things in the book for this particular heel was that she had a garter stitch band that went around the heel flap. And so when it came time to pick up for the gusset, it does leave quite a nice distinguished set of stitches to pick up. So that was nice. It's going to look a little different. It's going to give a little bit of interest to the sock itself, which is cool. And uh, I really liked this particular heel treatment. So that's what those socks are getting. Like I said, I am done. I finished last night or maybe this afternoon decreasing the gusset. These are the socks that live in the car so that I can just work on them as I'm waiting for the kids at various things, or I can grab it if I'm going in somewhere. I know I'm going to have to wait in line the other day. My nine-year-old had to go to the optician and get another um, issue with his glasses sorted out. So while I was waiting, I brought these along, and it was cute because the receptionist there is a knitter, and she grabbed me. She was like, I need to understand like what you're knitting. and So that's always fun, too. Um, so anyways, these are coming along great, and I am very excited about the progress that I made this week on these particular socks. So the second thing that I tested out of sock architecture was another pair of my Rose City Rollers. So I'm working on the third sock of six that I'm planning to do for my cousin for Christmas. And so she wears mismatched socks all the time. She's the perfect sock experiment. 
And what I did on hers was an eye of partridge heel flap. So in the sock architecture book, there is a section on different types of stitch patterns for heel flaps. And the eye of partridge, what I would say is it's similar to a slip stitch heel, but it's almost like a slip stitch in moss stitch because it's not ribbed. So that was kind of fun, kind of interesting. The yarn that I'm using is some leftover Lorna's Laces Shepherd's Sock in the colorway Daffodil. And so it's just a variegated, almost self-stripes, but not quite. Does a little bit of pooling, but like I said, she's not going to care. It's a teal and a spring green and like a bright yellow. And I really, daffodil yellow, I guess. I really like it. And I like the way that the heel um, turned out. So I did a square heel and the Eye of Partridge heel flap. So very cute. I'm making substantial progress down the foot. These Royal City Rollers knit up super fast, so I'm sure by next week I will be able to cast on the next pair. The next heel that I want to test out of sock architecture is called the Balbriggan heel. It's an Irish heel. And it kind of has a little bit of a swirl effect to it. And the next one is going to be out of some self-striping yarn that I dyed that was a gray followed by a series of rainbows. And so I think that'll be really cute for that particular yarn. And then after that one, I'm definitely going to test some of the afterthought heels that she has in here. So I'm just kind of working my way through... Um, the thumb joint hat top heel is one that I also really like. I really like the look of this one. This is another one that has kind of a swirly look to it. Um, but I think I'm going to put that one on a pair of socks for myself because the other socks that I'm knitting as gifts, I don't actually have the person's thumb around to measure. So pretty excited about that. I'm really loving the book. Uh, there was a review in the last episode, so if you guys are interested in Sock Architecture by Laraniel, definitely check out the review I did last week. I think the book is an exceptional value for what you get. I have not even started to look at the sock patterns themselves. I'm just toying around with some of the different heels and toes, so definitely worth it. The other great story for me this week was that I put a little picture of my Rose City Roller and I tagged it Sock Architecture and Lara Neal a lot of times will repost people's tweet or Instagram pictures with um, if they're tagged with a thing and she reposted mine which made me feel like my socks were a celebrity <laughs> so that was exciting and fun and uh, thank you Lara and I'm just having a good time kind of toying around with that I will talk a little bit more about some socks um, in the review section, because I have another book from Cooperative Press that we're going to talk about today that is a sock book. So the last set of socks that I am working on is the vanilla hand-dyed socks for myself that are out of um, the yarn that I dyed trying to do a self-stripe with a different technique on my warp board. So this was the one where I warped the board Instead of individually like looping around the pegs for each color, um, 
gosh, what's the way to describe this? So you set up the warp board and you go up one peg, down the next, up one peg, down the next. You kind of zigzag through them. I don't know. It's late at night. I have kind of a brain cramp about what you would call that. But you thread the yarn more than loop the yarn, I guess is the way to put it. And the repeats are very short, which is not exactly what I was going for. It just made me realize that if I'm going to do something like that, I need a larger warping board for an eight color repeat. I think I could do a really great four color repeat on uh, these particular socks or this particular kind of repeat, but I actually really like it. So I did a charcoal gray, um, a pink, a Caribbean blue, or maybe it's bright aqua, a chartreuse color, and uh, purple. And so it's just quick little repeats, but it does still self-stripe. And so I am at about six inches down the leg now, going for seven and a half. So those are coming along nicely. And again, I need to select a heel for those. I think those will get an afterthought heel. And I am pretty excited about them because those are shocks for me. The last two things that I am working on at the moment are a chevron cowl. So I'm going to talk about the yarn for this one when I get to my stash, but I bought a little yarn this week and I decided that what I wanted to do was take that great uh, chevron treatment from the baby blanket and turn it into a cowl. So I have two colors of yarn and I literally, it's like a, it's either a fingering or a sport, not really clear on the um, label. I'm going to look it up on Ravelry while I talk so that I can speak a little more intelligently uh, when I get to my stash section, but the I did it on a size 3 needle as opposed to a size 9 needle, so it's quite a bit different, and I'm just doing that same little chevron pattern on 120 stitches, and it's going to be a two-color alternating chevron cowl. I'm super excited about it when I get to the part where I am talking about my stash. You guys will understand why, because I found the coolest thing this week, and I'm super excited about it. So that's the only other thing that's on my needles is I did cast on a sweater for my nine-year-old this week. I am planning to knit my boys matching cowl, uh, sweaters, sorry, cowls, what the heck. Um, and it's from a book that I'm going to review in a couple of weeks from Cooperative Press. So they were super generous with me about books for review, and I really do want to be knitting from the books before I talk to you guys about them. So I'm going to keep that a little under wraps for the moment, but I'm knitting him a sweater out of Knit Picks Chroma, which is their, it, it is a, it's a long color repeat um, that kind of self-stripes, and it's a single in worsted weight, which is interesting, and I'm pretty excited about it. I had bought this yarn on clearance, if you guys are not aware, if, if Knit Picks is what you, I mean, Knit Picks is a great budget yarn. I don't knit with a ton of it anymore. I've become a little bit of a snob about my yarn. But there are things for which Knit Picks is great. And so Sweaters for the Kids is definitely one of them. And I am pretty excited about this little sweater. So the colorway is um, discontinued, but it's called Winter. And the colors that are in it are a nice smoky gray and a blue and a purple and like a pale gray. And it's a long color repeat. And I had knit him a sweater out of the Knit Picks Chroma before when he was 
five or six. So it's this tiny little sweater now, and I love it. But the repeats work out really nicely, and it makes for a nice effect. There's not a lot of pooling. It's more of a striping. And so that is going to be a Christmas gift for him, assuming I can get it done. But all I really did was cast it on, and I'm going to kind of keep quiet about that until I review the book, which will probably be next episode. And it's a book you guys are going to love. So I'm very excited about that. So moving on, actually hand dyed. A couple of things this week. I have not busted out the dye pots this week, but I had a couple of exciting things I want to tell you about. First of all, my friend Jen was our contest winner in the little contest I ran in the Ravelry group in September. So I had dyed her some yarn. Uh, I just kettle dyed a real nice variegated on an MCN worsted wheat yarn in the colorway Tangelo, and it's widely variegated, and that was kind of the effect that I was going for, but Jen took a long trip with a long plane ride recently, and she brought the yarn along with her uh, and knit herself up one of the cowls that I've been knitting, so the three-by-one rib cowl, and uh, we had dinner on Tuesday night, and she wore her cowl, and it's gorgeous. So I was really excited to see the yarn that I had dyed turn into an object, and I think she was really happy with it. It was great for her on her plane ride, and I am super happy that she got to have some fun with it. The other is I did hear from my friend from work this week who I had dyed that other yarn for. Uh, it was kind of the, the sailing colors that I was trying to get to for her, and um, I heard from her this week. She's getting ready to cast something on that one as well. So hopefully she'll do that soon and she'll send me pictures and I will be able to show that to you guys because that's really super crazy fun for me. The other thing that I'm a little bit obsessed with at the moment uh, has to do with sock blanks. So there is an Etsy seller. The name of the Etsy store is Gales Arts, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes so that you guys have the exact name. I've been following her on Instagram. I think Susan B. Anderson was promoting her the other day, too, and it's Gales Arts, singular, sorry. And so she has been posting pictures of these insanely gorgeous stenciled sock blanks and I love them and I am obsessed with them so some of the ones that I've seen recently are things like uh, Halloween yarns where she actually stencils like Halloween happy Halloween and then like a pumpkin face and cute things she had some Christmas light ones the other day and there are also some just beautiful things that are um just like flowers and botanical kind of things. So she's got three sock blanks in her Etsy shop right now. The one that I loved, like so obsessed with this, you guys, was there was a sparkle sock blank and she stenciled stars on it. And I love it. I'm obsessed with it. So um, really beautiful. The others kind of, this one is a white background with then stars in all different colors. And then the others are kind of gradients, and then she stenciled over them a couple of, like, botanical-looking, like, flowery things. But I've decided that I have to give this a shot. I do have some sock blanks in my stash that I ordered from Wool, Wool to Die For, 
and some of them are sparkly and some of them are not. But I went to Michael's tonight and I bought some Martha Stewart stencils. The package that I bought had like 11 stencils in it and some of them were, they were more geographic. Like there's one that's just little concentric circles and there's one that it's kind of like concentric teardrops if that makes sense. And I am going to dye myself one of these puppies because I, I can't wait. I'm just really excited. This is such a unique thing to me. And I I just want to fiddle with it. So I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do a gradient or like a just one background color. And then stencil on contrasting like fun colors. I do have... A thickener and I apologize I don't have the number the name of the chemical in front of me but I do have a dye thickener and I did some stuff on Memorial Day that I used a dye thickener to try to do stripes didn't work out so great but I feel like stenciling is something I've done before with regular paint so if I can mix up some of the thickener the way I like it and then just fiddle in the colors and kind of use a little paint palette I'm just very excited about this whole idea so Stay tuned because maybe I will get to that tomorrow or tomorrow night. And if so, I will post pictures in my stash and on Instagram. But I just, I'm, I'm super excited to try this little technique. It's really cool. I really definitely want to shout out to Gail's art because I do feel like this is the, she's the only person that I've seen um, do anything like this. And I'm excited to kind of take her technique and see if I can come up with anything great. So more to come there. So stay tuned. Next segment is actually stashed. So I took a little road trip on Saturday last week. My girlfriends and I are going to go and go to a book signing um, with Jenny Lawson, who is the blog guest. And that is in November. But to go to the signing and make sure that you had a place in line. You had to buy the books at the bookstore. So we're going to the Tattered Cover. And I ran down to Denver the other day and picked up our books. So that was nice. We don't have a bookstore in my hometown anymore. It's kind of a schlep for me to get anywhere with an actual honest-to-God bookstore. And the Tattered Cover is an independent bookstore, which just means you, you just get that lovely bookstore vibe like I just wandered around for about an hour and a half and looked at books and sat in a comfy chair and flipped through books and just had a really 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 nice morning so I picked up three copies of furiously happy for my friends and I and we are going to go and see Jenny Lawson get our book signed on the 11th of November at the tattered cover and I'm really excited about that the other thing that they have coming up that I may go and see is Chelsea Clinton has a book for kids, which I thought looked really great. And she's doing a signing on the 4th of November. So I'm going to see if I can fit that in as well. But um, if you are looking for books that will make liquids come out of your nose, <laughs> I can't recommend the Jenny Lawson books highly enough. She's hysterically funny. This new book I have not started yet. I've been a little bit saving it up for myself. But uh, it's called Furiously Happy. And it's about her struggle with depression and anxiety and mental illness. So I think that's an amazing book that she is able to talk about that in a way that makes it feel very 
uh, relatable because I think that's something that affects a lot of people. And I'm really looking forward to digging in and reading that book. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. So anyways, I was down in Denver to pick up the books and there was a shop that I had not managed to get to during Yarn Along the Rockies that I wanted to check out and that is a shop called Tea for You, E-W-E. And so it's half tea shop, half yarn store, which was really cool. So it was in this really neat uh, neighborhood in Denver. Tennyson Street is the name of the street. And it's clear that that is an area where there's just a whole bunch of revitalization going on. So as I was driving, there were the little street signs that sort of point you towards points of interest. And it talked about sort of the shopping district. And there were galleries and boutiques and just cute little stores cute little restaurants there, and Tea For You is just a very tiny little yarn store, but really great little shop in downtown Denver. So when you go in, there's sort of half the shop is the tea stuff on the left, and half the shop is the yarn stuff on the right, and one of the things I really liked was they had all of the yarns laid out in rainbow order, so you could walk in and you could kind of just it was just the most beautiful treatment of color. Because, again, it's a small store. There wasn't a monstrous selection. But there was a really nice selection, and I just, I just really loved They had it in these cute metal kind of wire bins and just all along the walls, and it was really visually soothing and visually pleasing. And when I first got there, I was the only person in the store, so I had a little um, opportunity to chat with the owner. And I was telling her that, that during the yarn crawl, I hadn't made it there because I ran out of time at the end of the day and they were already closed. And so she pointed me to the yarn that they had featured in their free pattern for the yarn crawl. And guys, this is so cool. So then, of course, I had to buy it. Um, it is a Scassell yarn and it's called Abracadabra. And this yarn, I can't believe I had never heard of this, but this yarn changes color in UV light. So it starts out as a cream colored, natural, neutral color. And the day that I was in there, it was cloudy, which is rare in Colorado. But it, if you shine a UV light on it, it changes color. <laughs> so the three colors that they have are like a purple, kind of a lavender purple, and then a pink, which I would call a, like a bright pastel pink. It's not fuchsia it's not neon but it's not a baby pink it's a it's got a nice amount of color to it and then a really pretty light blue and it is so cool they also sell it at stash in castle rock which is another store that i saw at the yarn crawl but i didn't know I don't, you wouldn't notice it necessarily it looks like white yarn hanging on the wall but she had a little like uv flashlight and she showed it and she shined it on me and i got to look at all the colors and I was like, oh my God, now I have the excuse that I can just call this podcast research and I'm just going to buy myself some of this and I cannot wait. So I got home, I bought a contrasting gray, it was also a Cassell ah, yarn, I'm not sure what's wrong with my pronunciation today, um, and it was from New Zealand and I will link in the show notes what I'm doing which one that was in the gray yarn, but really nice, interesting blend of stuff too. So I bought a gray that has a little bit of a tweed effect, and then I 
after a lot of agonizing over what to buy, I ended up going with the purple. So I'm pretty excited about this, you guys. I, I think it's going to be really fun. I do live in a place where it is sunny 300 days a year. So I think it'll be really cool. Like I'll have this really charming gray and white chevron cowl. And then I will go outside and I will have a gray and purple chevron cowl. So I can't wait. I am really excited. I'm interested to see sort of, I need to do a little bit of reading up on washing instructions and things like that. But I I can't wait to kind of fiddle around with it. The other thing that I bought when I was there was I bought a set of square needles. So this was something I had seen at Yarnfest. When Jen and I were there, she bought a pair. And I thought, well, what the heck? I'm going to need needles to go with this project. So I bought a pair of size 3 needles. And so I will get back to you guys with my feedback on those as well. They are super pointy. But... I think they're okay. I think they are tolerable. I've only knit one repeat of the chevron on them so far, so I'm still just working with the gray, and I am just kind of reserving judgment. They are pointy. The um, contrasting yarn, let me look up a couple things for you guys really quickly, actually. So the Abracadabra, which is the color-changing yarn, is a DK weight, which actually kind of surprises me. I just knit that sweater out of DK weight, and I think if I had had to guess at the gauge of this, I would have said that it was a sport weight or thinner. Um, but I really do like it a lot. Um, and then the other yarn is also a Scassell yarn, and it's called Kenzie. And so that is a yarn from New Zealand, which was kind of cool. This was not a yarn I had seen anywhere else. Um, they're both that Haiku by Scassell, which is a brand out of the Pacific Northwest, I think. Uh, so it's New Zealand Merino, Angora, and Alpaca. I've never knit with Angora at all before. It does say tweezy, soft, and fuzzy. So it's... Wool, nylon, angora, alpaca, and I just got a nice gray. So I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a nice little skein of yarn. This says it's a worsted, again, super light worsted. If I don't know. I guess I'm not good at eyeballing yarn, but both very a very light DK and a very light worsted. So I think they'll knit up nicely together. The um, Abracadabra is a 100-yard put-up, and... The Kenzie is 160, so I thought a cow was the perfect thing, and like I said, the color change, I'm, I'm like geeking out about it. So I don't think it's going to take me very long to knit, and maybe I'll have it done for my next episode. Maybe it'll turn into my travel knitting for this trip that I have coming up, but very soon you guys will see a super cool, magic, changey cowl for me. So... Then the other thing that I purchased this time around was I um, bought myself a set of interchangeable Knitter's Pride Carbons tips. So I'm always on the lookout for more needles. I talk to you guys a lot about the fact that I am a super loose knitter. And I actually found on Amazon a little set of 
Knitter's Pride Carbons Interchangeables. Uh, I had one pair of interchangeables, so I don't know if that really counts, but I had bought a pair of size 6s at the Longmont Yarns shop not long ago. And I would say that retail on the tips was about $18, and then on the cords maybe like $2.50, not terribly expensive. But on Amazon, they had a set of interchangeable long tip carbons needles, and it was $46. And the sizes is what really appealed to me. So a lot of times when you buy interchangeables, I know my Knit Picks interchangeables run Four to eleven, I think, and there's not a whole lot that's ever going to happen with me in a size eleven set of needles because I am too loose a knitter. So these are five sizes: two and a half, three, four, five, and six. And I think that is perfect. And they came with a set of 24-inch cords and 32-inch cords. And then I ran to the Longmont Yarn Shop today and I bought a pair of two pairs of 40-inch cords for a couple of bucks each. And so. I'm thrilled. I'm working on my nephew's sweater right now, and that is the needles that I am using. I'm using the size sixes, and I couldn't be happier. The carbons have been my favorite since I selected them as my go-to sock needle because I can't destroy them. So it's a carbon, I guess, shaft of the needle is what you would say, with a metal tip, and even I cannot trash them, and my kids can sit on them, and all sorts of crazy can happen to them, and at a size zero, I've never even even remotely damaged them, where I've had wood needles just break, and metal needles bend, the carbons just hold up really well, and I like the way that they, um, they're very smooth. One of the things that I like about these tips in particular, because I'm terrible about like starting a project and then being like what needles in that so they have stamped on the carbon piece of the shaft of the needle the um u.s size and the millimeter size and then at the base of the needle where it uh twists onto the cord it's stamped there as well so i have my u.s six tips on this particular project and I can see in two different places what size needle this is and so I don't have to worry about using my needle gauge and things like that. So that was a great bargain. I really felt like, again, I had paid $18 for one set of tips and this was five sets of tips for $46 on the Amazon. So I'll link to that in the show notes in case anybody is interested and I know people are always looking to try out different kinds of needles. These are my my favorite and they are definitely my go-to. So the last thing that I stashed this time, um, which makes me, I don't know, now I start to feel like I'm like a, some sort of shopaholic, but I had been planning to make little fabric um, self-cinching bags, I'll call them, much like the project bags, for a bunch of my family members for Christmas. So all of my nieces and my two little half-sisters are getting these great like adult coloring books. You guys hate me now because I'm talking about Christmas and it's theme of October. But anyways, I'm going to get them these great little um, adult coloring books and I wanted to put them in a great little bag with some fabric. So I went to fabric.com and I'm also going to use make little bags to um, put all the cowls in that I 
knit for my female family members, my mom and my sisters-in-law and people like that. So I just wanted to get some great fabric. So I went to fabric.com and I, I just ordered one yard lengths of a bunch of different things. I went tonight and bought some muslin to go with them and anything that's left over becomes project bags for me, right? So I uh, got some minion fabric, two different kinds of minion fabric. My my youngest son is minion obsessed. That's what he's going to be for Halloween. And so he's getting minion pillowcases and also a little cinching bag that he can use. Um, again, my kids go just once a week back and forth to their dads and they like to bring stuff with them. So I thought a nice little bag that he can put his stuff in that he wants to make sure it gets over there and then gets home would be a nice thing. So uh, the one is like the pillowcases, it's like just solid minions. Like they were just big poured minions in a small space. They're all squished up against each other. It's adorable. And the other is an orange base with like cute little pictures of minions on the background. And then I just bought a bunch of really great fabrics that I really liked. So there's one that's a geometric with a lime green and gray on a charcoal background. There's one that is lime green and gray cats. There is another one that's a Michael Miller fabric. It's a pale turquoise background with really cute sort of Siamese looking, I don't know, like long stretchy cats on that one. I got another one that's a coordinating print to that. So same set of colors, but then it's just geometric. I got one that's gray with blue and it's bikes and I'm obsessed with any fabric that has bikes on it and I got one that has cameras for my sister-in-law who's a photographer so I have a whole bunch of fabric that I'm going to fiddle around with that I am excited about and the other thing that I stashed so see now I am a little bit you guys have like a shopaholic but these I'm planning to eventually probably do something and resell uh, and honestly these are probably uh, in part for knit nosh which I'll talk about more in a minute because it's so exciting. But I went on to artbeads.com and they had these great wooden beads that were decoupaged and I'm going to make stitch markers out of them. They were all in clearance, so that makes me feel a little bit better. But I bought all these cool beads. Some of them have sock monkeys. There's some that are like peace signs and funky flowers and like, little VW fans and there's one that has peacocks and paisleys and owls and cats and birds and I got all these clearance beads and I'm going to make them into stitch markers and then I don't know find fun things to do with them I do think I'll sell some of them at Knit Nosh maybe I'll put some of them on the website or on Etsy or something I don't know but I couldn't pass them up and I'm going to work on those this weekend. So you guys will get to see pictures and stuff on Instagram. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I come up with. So that is it for Ashley Stash. I'm officially done talking about shopping. So actually attending. I wanted to talk again about events and things that I'm planning to go to. So tomorrow my oldest is going to a birthday party that will bring me close to a couple of great knitting shops that I have never been to before and those are both in Fort Collins. The two of them that I am excited to check out are the Loopy U, which is a pretty big store from my understanding and it is a store that also has a great 
fabric selection, as I understand. So that's in Fort Collins, Colorado, and I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm looking at the website now, and it actually looks like they have an amazing fabric selection. So that's a great store that I hear a lot about from local folks. I've never been up there, and I'm very, very excited to get in there and check that out. And the other one is My Sister Knits, so again, in Fort Collins, Colorado. And this one... The description that I've heard is that it's in like a carriage house. I was going to try to get up there the other day because they had a um, yoth, so yarns on the house uh, trunk show, and I just didn't, I couldn't make the day of the week work, and so I didn't manage to get up there. But everyone that I know, I, even the nice lady at the optician the other day was like, have you been to My Sister Knits? Because it is insane, and you should go there. So I'm going to make the time tomorrow and and get up there. They have some great things, even just on their website. Pepperberry Yarns, which is an amazing cashmere hand-dyed yarn that I know I've seen quite a bit of on Instagram. That is something that they carry. They carry the Yoth Yarns. They have a section here that says, Stripe Me Up. Scrumptious Pearl, Strike Me Up, is awesome. So, anyways, yeah, the one that they have on here is very Halloween-y, and then they have a couple of those great self-striving balls. So, just wish me luck, guys, because I just said I wasn't going to buy any more yarn, and probably I'm going to go to two stores tomorrow, and something bad's going to happen. But I am very, very, very excited to go and check out these great local stores, and I will let you guys know what I think. Um, so, that's one. The other thing that I am participating in right this very minute is the Downseller Studio Pigskin Party. And so Boston Jen is running that out of her Ravelry group. And it is running for the entire length of football season. And I am sponsoring that knit-along. So I am offering a coupon code for a couple of my sock patterns. Not sock patterns. Uh, Non-sock patterns. A couple of the cowls, actually. Because I feel like that's a great like football kind of thing. And uh, if you want to go check out her Ravelry group, you will see the coupon codes there. So it's a lot of fun. I, I did cast on some things, so now I don't have the problem anymore of my priorities being messed up for this knit-along. I've got some actual finished objects because the blanket, the blanket only took me like eight days, but the blanket counted as a Downseller Studio um, pigskin party project. So that is another thing that I'm working on. Um, coming up on October the 21st, I am taking a class with my friend Jen at Fancy Tiger Crafts in Denver. It's an amazing store. I talk about it all the time. Um, we are taking a class in hand dyeing, and Meg from Sleep Season Yarns is the instructor. So I met Meg in person when I was in Salida at the Fiber Festival, and I'm very excited to go and learn from someone who actually does this for real as opposed to me who's just like monkey around in my kitchen. So I can't wait. It looks like this, the class has sold out, um, but we will be doing um, acid dyeing of two skeins of yarn. So I can't wait to get down there and get some expert instruction on how to do that and fill you guys in on how it goes. Uh, Sleep Season Yarns is, again, a local dyer, and I'm all about supporting our local folks. 
And she's got beautiful stuff, so check her out as well. I'll link to her in the show notes. The next thing that I will be attending will be the Boulder County Hand Weavers Guild um, show, and that's the Boulder County Fairgrounds. And that is a show that I have gone to, gosh, probably for the last four or five years. I really enjoy it. It's fun to get out and see the small artisans that do things um, here in Boulder County. So that is November 4th to November the 8th. So I will probably be attending that on the weekend of the 8th, probably Sunday, no Saturday, November 7th will be when I finally make it to the Ham Reavers Guild. And that's something I always enjoy. I'm really, really, really excited um, to go to that. I've also been talking to you guys the last couple weeks about Interweave Yarn Fest. So I did sign up for my classes. That is an event in Loveland, Colorado that is put on by Interweave. So um, Interweave Knits and the publishers of that, they have all sorts of great books, things like that. That is March 31st to April 3rd of 2016. And I'm taking a couple of design classes on the 31st and the 1st. And probably I will be up there every day just checking out the market. There's all sorts of great stuff in the marketplace. A lot of people that I met last year were people who had traveled from quite a distance to come to the show. My hope, because it is like right in my backyard, is that it will continue to grow and be a great big thing. Kate Atherley will be there. You know, I read about her all the time. Uh, Bijou Basin Ranch. And Brown Sheep, those are both very local things. Um, Yarn in the House will be there. Last year, Cannon Hand Eyes was there. They're not on the list yet. Greenwood Fiberworks, I met them in Salidas. She has beautiful stuff. She will be there. Lisa Souza Dye Works will be there. Um, Mode Knit Yarns, so that's Annie Ann Mozart's yarns. I bought some of her stuff last year. Um... She will be there. Scandalous, which is another local dyer. Sunshine Yarns there in Boulder. The 100th Sheep from Colorado Springs, they will be there. So really great, even if you're not looking to do classes, Western Sky Knits, they're a favorite of mine, and they will be there. So the uh, marketplace is really filling up with a lot of great stuff, um, I think I once claimed that I was on a yarn diet so that I could save up for this, but then I just told you guys about a bunch of shopping I did. So anyways, I'm excited about the marketplace. I'm really excited about my classes, and I can't wait for this event in uh, March and April next year. But I have saved the best for last when it comes to events. So last week I told you guys about Knit Nosh, which is the event that I am planning for January 23rd. Uh, 2016 and that will be here in my hometown of Longmont Colorado the idea behind Knit Nosh is that it is the party that you always wanted to go to with your knitter friends so it's going to be four courses of great food and great wine and amazing yarn so I'm excited to announce that I have all four of my yarn spons sponsors on board for Knit Nosh and I'm just going to announce them in the order that they committed to the event. So first off, um, I have Bijou Basin Ranch coming to the event. So they are local here in Colorado. They sell the most gorgeous yarns. And a lot of them are really interesting fiber content. So things like Yak, um, 
and every time I go to an event that Bijubation is at, and they were at Yarn Fest, and they were at the Estes Wool Market, and they were in Salida, I just want to like, like rub myself all over their yarns. They have the most beautiful yarns um, and the most amazing fiber content. So um, lots of things that are uh, yak-based and just amazing fiber contents and really interesting things that you can't just find, at, you know, anywhere. So I am super excited that um, they have agreed to participate in the event. And that was like a real thrill for me because I'm a big fan of their stuff. I'm a big fan of all these guys, honestly. So the second one is a uh, local yarn company here in Colorado that I talk about all the time, and that is MJ Yarns. So MJ Yarns, uh, Jonathan the Dyer there has agreed to participate, and they have amazing, amazing colorways. They are a local Colorado dyer, and they're in Lafayette, Colorado, which is very close to where I live. And the socks that I'm knitting my husband right now are one of their yarns. I have a beautiful worsted weight from them and I have some of their lace weight yarn. Really unique um, colorways and they just have a, an amazing eye for color. So I'm super excited about having MJ Yarns um, participate in the event and uh, I'm just very thankful that they were willing to come along. So then the other, oh, and I wanted to tell you guys which yarn I think they are bringing, which is their Silken DK, which is not a yarn that I have in my stash, but I'm excited to get to check it out. So it's an 85% Polworth, 15% Silk DK weight yarn. So that's what they'll be bringing to the event for people to knit with, and that's going to be super cool. The next one is Nerd, and that is K-N-E-R-D. And um, Renee from Nerd is a local dyer from Castle Rock, Colorado. And in addition to her amazing yarn, which I have some in my stash, um, she is also a silk screener. And she has all these fantastic, quirky, great knitting items. So tote bags that have witty sayings on them. Um, like I knit so I don't kill people and I don't know, I have a little button of hers that has a picture of a drop stitch and it just says bummer. I, I think it's really, um, really cool. I know all her stuff is really good. She has tote bags that say my knitting club has a, my drinking club has a knitting problem. Anyways, love her stuff. She was fantastic. She's on board and I'm really excited. She will have both her yarn and all of her fantastic merchandise at the event. And then last but certainly not least is um, Donna from Scandalous. So um, Scandalous is another local Colorado dyer. And I um, first saw her yarn at Interweave last year. She also has some really cute um, merchandise and things like that. But beautiful hand-dyed yarns. She's got gradients. She's got a whole bunch of different weights of yarn. Her tagline is that it's scandalously beautiful. And you may have seen her places like Stitches Texas. I know she was there. So she's carried in several of our local yarn shops, and I'm very excited to have her on board as well. I'm hoping to get the website up this weekend for the event so that I can post that for you guys in the shop in the show notes. 
If you are local, please, please plan to come to Nitnosh. And if you know anyone in the Colorado area, please, please, please let them know because I really think it's going to be super fun. The hardest decision I have now that I have all of the um, the vendors on and signed up, I am at the point where I have to choose between the restaurants and it's a hard choice because there's a couple of fantastic places here in Longmont that are willing to participate and I'm trying to pick. So more to come on that, but um, it's really just something that is like firing me up and feeding my soul and I'm trying to just find ways, the podcast is the best one, but I'm trying to find ways to make um, knitting more part of my everyday and this is something that I am so jazzed about I can't even stand it. So that's it for attending, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the contest. So uh, it is officially well into October now. Today is Friday, October the 19th, or the 9th. What the heck? I don't even know the date. Um, and the October Knit Along is well underway. So you guys have been doing an amazing job posting your socks to the finished object thread. I'm very excited about all of your finished socks and please keep them coming because we have some amazing prizes from some really fabulous vendors. So the, the Knit Along started last month. Uh, it runs through October the 31st, which is Halloween. And um, these can be socks that were already in progress. These can be socks that you cast on specifically for Socktober. I am not super picky about um, what it is. I just kind of want to engage in conversation with you guys. And I think that socks are a great um, thing for us to all be kind of chit-chatting about. So I have a wonderful set of sponsors that I wanted to send thanks to and please do check out their shops check out the thread on the Ravelry board because there's pictures of all of these beautiful items that the sponsors have donated to us and I'm just going to run these really quickly so Sarah from you so and so is donating one of her medium project bags these are beautiful zipper um, hand sewn project bags and the one that she's giving us is a really adorable ladybug print that I think is really cute so somebody's going to be lucky enough to get one of those. Um, Katie from Mint Rain donated a skein of her beautiful sock yarn in the Christmas Bobbles colorway. And I mentioned last time I love this colorway so much. I think it's really great because it is certainly evokes Christmas if you look at it, but it is not you know, like a green and red and gray kind of colorway. It's a beautiful green and a blue and a rosy pink, like the most gorgeous, beautiful Christmas ornaments that you could picture in your mind. So thank you, Katie, for listening, and thank you for donating a skein of yarn to the Knit Along. And Katie has also created a coupon code for you guys for the month of October, and that is Socktober. So check her out, and thank you, Katie. Anne and Jolene from Two Sisters Yarn Company donated a skein of their self-striping sock yarn. It's also just breathtaking. It is in their colorway Wine Country. And the colors are, there's a, a wine color, there's a yellow, there's a chocolate color, there's a pink, and um, 
it's just it's just breathtaking, breathtaking, beautiful self-striping yarn. So somebody is going to be lucky enough to get a skein of that. And I have those two here in my house, and I, I admire them every day, and it's going to um, make me sad to make me sad and make me happy at the same time to send them off to somebody. So Melanie from Knit Stitch Yarn has offered you guys a coupon code for 10%. Um, off your purchase plus free domestic U.S. shipping. So the coupon code there is in the Ravelry group. Take a look at that. And she's also got beautiful yarns. She's also local here in Colorado, and I'm very excited that she is offering that to you guys. Jackie from Luna Gray Fiber Arts has offered up a skein of her Celeste sock yarn in the Techno colorway. I would so encourage you guys to go and take a look at Jackie's beautiful yarns that techno colorway is really just the be most beautiful turquoise blue with a whole lot of depth and it's lovely and she's going to mail that directly to the winner because she's got a couple of other goodies she will stick in the package for you but whoever wins that one is a lucky lucky knitter because her stuff is is absolutely gorgeous. Katie from Modular Modular is one of the folks that I met at Salida, and she is um, an employee at Fire Fancy Tiger Crafts, and she has some beautiful project bags. She's going to donate one of those to a lucky winner as well. Cooperative Press has donated copies of two of their great sock books, and so last time I reviewed Sock Architecture by Lara Neal, and in a minute I'm going to review for you guys Bigfoot Knits by Andy Smith, but I will have electronic copies of each of those books for two of our lucky winners. And then um, Ashley from Fiber Fangirl has donated a scanner for sock yarn. She's sending that to me sometime this week, so I will be able to give you guys more information about that. But her stuff on her Etsy shop is beautiful, and I would recommend that you guys take a look at that. And then um, Sherry from People Who Fields, who is a another local dyer with gorgeous, gorgeous, bright colorways, um, is donating two $8 store credits to her Etsy shop as well. So thank you so much to all the sponsors. And guys, get sock knitting because um, I'm super jealous of all of these great prizes you guys are able to win. And thank you again to all the sponsors. So to participate in the contest, just uh, post pictures of your finished socks in the... Um, Ravelry group. There are quite a few finished socks as well and uh, are already out there. And also the other way that you could enter would be via Instagram with the hashtag KAP Socktober for Knit Actually Podcast Socktober. So thanks for everyone who's participated so far and keep them coming. This has already been a super long episode. <laughs> But I do want to spend a couple of minutes. So Cooperative Press had offered me a couple of really amazing books. And I want to make sure that I get two reviews of both of those in the month of October. Since we are doing our Socktober Knit Along. So last time I talked about uh, Lara Neal and Sock Architecture. This week I have a great book that is again in that same vein of custom fitting your socks. Um, and it's called Bigfoot Knits, and it's by Andy Smith. And really, I want to say that she calls it Bigfoot Knits, but I really feel like this just continues in the vein of um, really being cognizant of how much time you put into your knitted projects and making sure that they fit well. So I think that it's less about, gosh, you might have a big 
foot and more about the fact that no one's foot and ankle and heel and calf proportions are identical to each other. And there are a lot of great books out there now. I mean, actually, this one is tech edited by Kate Atherley, so that's kind of amazing. Um, there are a lot of great books out there right now that really help you to custom fit your socks. I think that custom fitting sweaters is another, obviously, fantastic trend that you'll see in books these days. But um, sock yarn, beautiful sock yarn is not cheap, and you want your socks to fit. You want your feet to be comfortable. So... This is a fantastic book. This book, much like the book that I reviewed last week, is available from Cooperative Press. And I'm going to look up the price for you guys really quickly. Um, you can order the book through Ravelry, um, or you can order it directly from Cooperative Press. And the price on Rav, sorry guys. Um, there are 12 patterns included in the book, and it's $23.25 on Amazon and on Cooperative Press's website. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm so sorry. I will circle back and tell you guys that at the end of the review. But there are 12 patterns in the book, but really, once again, this book starts out with a really great set up around how to make sure that you are knitting socks that fit your feet nicely. Um, there's a foreword by Jillian Moreno, and she really talks about, um, you know, the average sock pattern and the, um, the nonsense that is kind of standardizing socks. Now, I will say I have a couple socks patterns that I've um, design myself that I, I really am starting to feel like, gosh, maybe I should just go back and revisit those and think about scaling and sizing and those kinds of, of things because they're important. Um, she starts out with a vanilla sock pattern. So if you just want to do a simple vanilla sock, she's got worksheets there for how to do that at an 8-inch and a 10-inch circumference. But then she really gets into... Um, kind of how she constructs socks and what she thinks are the right thing to do. The sock does, the book does focus on afterthought heels, um, which is something new for me. A lot of her socks do not have gussets. They're, um, she really feels like the shaping that you do across the um, extent of the sock will help you to not need to do a gusset. And then she's got all of these great um, measurements. So again, there's all these great ways to measure your feet. She kind of says like phone a friend, get someone to help you measure your feet because you can't really measure your own feet all of that well. And she talks about the different shapes of your foot, the shapes of your toe, the shapes of your heel, the shape of your leg. So then you can kind of analyze your measurements and um, make some things that will work. And then there's a worksheet that you can use to do your personal, you know, to kind of record your personal foot measurements. She talks about gauge. Obviously, gauge is always important, but I think a lot of people don't swatch for socks. Probably guilty of that myself. They kind of think of the sock itself as a gauge swatch. But there's a whole section in here on um, gauge, and then there's a whole section on um, different types of increases and decreases so that you can be shaping your sock and using the most effective and attractive 
increases and decreases. And then we get into a whole set of amazing worksheets on um, how to increase and decrease within your sock pattern. And then there are 12 patterns. So it's an amazing reference book. The thing that I really like is when she gets into um, the patterns themselves, then there are really great worksheets for each of them. So for each of these socks, there is a stitch pattern. A lot of them are cabled socks, things like that. But then she really talks about how to get your custom fit sock and then how to work a patterned sock in a way that is customized for the fit that you need. So what is the right um, cuff for you? What is the right um, foot length, the right leg length, the right leg pattern, the right um, bind off? What kind of heel do you use? How many rounds per inch are you getting? And so it goes into a ton of detail, talks about um, top down versus toe up. So that's great. Whatever kind of sock knitter you are, you can customize these patterns to suit your needs. And it's really an amazing reference. So I feel like my personal sock library, um, the book I have not reviewed because it's an older book that I've had for a long time is Knit Sock Love. But that is um, really a one or two size fits all kind of book. I have that book and the Kate Atherley custom fit book and now sock architecture and then now this book. I really do feel like I've got just the most amazing reference library to really figure out how to knit socks that are perfect for my feet. So um, I am definitely going to select one of Andy's patterns to cast on and knit myself. I need to wait until my husband is home so that he can help me draw the schematic of my foot and all of that and kind of help me to measure because I do, again, think it's hard to measure your own foot. You kind of have to phone, phone a friend. Um, but I'm very excited. And so one of the things that I am hoping to commit to you guys as um, part of the podcast is that as I do reviews, if there is something that I really like, and that I think that you guys might really enjoy digging into, then I will try very hard to cast on and knit something from that, um, that book and talk about it in subsequent episodes of the podcast. So I haven't selected a sock from this book yet, but I am very excited, and, um, and I can't wait to show it to you guys. So I'm still just trying to look. Sorry, the Cooperative Press website has been a little bit funny this week. It looks like they're going through some upgrades. And um, I really just want to get you guys a price. So this is Bigfoot Knits by Andy Smith. And um, it is $23.35 on Amazon for the paper copy of the book. And $16.95 US on Ravelry as a download. So check it out. And um, I hope that you guys are enjoying the reviews. I would love to hear kind of what you guys think of the reviews since this is something new we've just done the last couple of episodes. And 
I think. With that said, that is everything that I have for today. So thanks for hanging in with me. I know it was another long episode. I do hope to record one more time in the month of October. And um, then I have some travel for work planned this month. So in the first week of November, I'll be announcing the winners for all those great prizes on our contest. Please do um, reach out to me. I love interacting with you guys. We do have a Ravelry group that is getting um, more and more interactive. Uh, and that's just listed as Knit Actually Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter as at Knit Actually Podcast. And there's a Facebook page as well. And the show notes are available at www.knitactuallypodcast.com. So until next time, thanks again for hanging out, guys, and happy knitting. Bye.